Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Rodswell, along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Hola. Hola, mi amigo. We are, I, I, I don't want to butcher the language. It took three years of Espanol. But um, I can't, I can't do that Spanish lisp that they were like pulling off. España, España, like you're in Barcelona. Barcelona, no, I can't. The do Catalan, it. the Catalan Ibiza. lisp, Ibiza, <laughs> yeah, Mallorca, Menorca, Mallorca. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, you can't speak like Ilaria Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, oh my God. Fun fact, now that you brought her up, real, side note, reality show, girls trip, idea, whatever, I do want Dorit Kemsley and Alaria Baldwin together Ooh, with their... That would be interesting. They kind of have the same outlook on life. When you've traveled the world... You can speak you whatever can accent any, you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess since we're talking about Beverly Hills... They're finally wrapping up that trip to Spain this week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of them enjoyed that B&B, Airbnb that, uh, no. that quote-unquote Sutton got. Um, although this is the thing. I think it's because it's not that where, where I would think that place was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Because it's a little haunted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very unique. It's like it's very interesting. It's old and all that stuff. They want something a little bit more like if it's if it's old, they want more like a Tuscan villa style or like a mm-hmm. nice, you know, palazzo in the, like Lake Como. They they want to stay in George Clooney's place in Lake Como. That's what they want. You remember like they did a few years ago, at least a few, when they went to France mm-hmm. and they stayed at an amazing, like an amazing chateau. Yeah. I mean, this was like more... No, like it, it was not their style. These people no. live in LA where a 50 year old house is an antique. <laughs> that place was kind of janky. Like those old stone floors, things falling from the roof, like or the, the ceiling. I mean, I would like I would like that place. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fine for yeah. me. I just don't think it's fine for them per se. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this trip because I really don't think they liked it. The other women. Okay, what it- I want to beg to differ on one fact. Sorry to sorry to interrupt you, but mm. we didn't talk about this last week. I think they liked one, actually two things about this trip. I think they liked the chef Storm and then Storm's yeah. father because <laughs> those women, especially I have seen Garcelle in a new light. She, her eyes were just so, she just, she was flirting with it i just i it had me cackling because she would just like give this look of like oh really she was turning it on like i mean not she wanted storm's father so badly and i was here for it i really wanted to like find out later on that yes she did hook up with storm's dad erica erica didn't stand a chance no they were joking i was like oh Mm-mm. no garcelle was going to get that mm-hmm. sutton joked like she was into them and she's like no garcelle is going to yeah i mean garcelle's face just the way that she talked i mean it was it was just a lesson in 
and flirting and and just seduction in a sense of mm. like I'm not going to be too obvious yet I'm going to be obvious about it. Yeah. That makes sense. And I loved it. I loved every second. So sorry. So those are the two things that they loved about this trip. Mm. Well, that Garcelle loved about this trip and I'm here for it. But overall though, my thinking here's what this trip reminded me of and this is why I think they were miserable. Not miserable. It wasn't like a nightmare trip. We have to remember, they're coming off from last season, Aspen. Mm -hmm. Anything is more positive than that experience. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't a horrible trip, this one to Spain. But what it reminded me of was when when Orange County went to Puerto Vallarta, which they've done a bunch of times. But this time, it was Heather Dubrow leading the trip. Mm-hmm. And it was Heather Dubrow who wanted to show them the culture and take them to that fancy restaurant, Cafe des Artistes. And all the women wanted to do was go to Andalay's. Also, one thing, one other thing that Sutton may not have been aware of <laughs> is besides the house, the other housewife's disinterest in her activities is also that that transfer of Merce's ashes, rest in peace, from the baggy to the mirrored clutch looked like they were pouring out an eight ball. It was a little more scarface. Well, I mean, some of the ladies did end up inhaling him. So, you know, then. again, can we stop throwing ashes into the sea against the wind? Like, come on. I mean, I was watching the after show and the ladies were talking about how the wind was completely calm until the moment that they threw the ashes. And then all of a sudden this like gust of wind blew up. And I was like, you've got to be, when they all said that, I was like, well, that's, that is fascinating. Again, please just can, I think one should spread ashes. Um, Andy Dufresne style in the Shawshank redemption, you know, just put a little bit of ashes in your pants in a hole in your pants pocket and just walk around and just like loosely shake people's ashes into the ground, wherever you are. You know what I mean? That's what you should do. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there has been other Beverly Hills drama. Everybody speculating if uh, Morgan and Kyle, everybody is speculating that they broke up, even though they're not quote unquote together, yada, yada. Um, because of social media. What do you think? What do you know? Do you know? Well, I do know that Kyle was in Nashville with Morgan last weekend. So I don't think they've broken up. I don't. um, I don't know what that purge was. My theory is that they're addicted to the drama and that whole social media purge is just they're hooked on people speculating. Mm-hmm. And like we're almost on the cusp, the verge of them coming out or come together, however you want to say it. Um, I feel like it is real. And just when she's on the edge of finally just admitting it, they have to do the sneaky, dramatic high school move, unfriend each other, un- remove photos and let us. It's very MySpace era drama. Mm-hmm. Do you so. think maybe they were getting overshadowed by Taylor and Kelsey too much? So it's like, oh, let's oh, like true. bring a little too little back. I, I mean, because there have there have been moments where like kind of like Kyle and Morgan are the most talked about couple in the country, right? Well, now they're going to get the more overshadowed ones. because apparent it looks like looks like Larsa and Marcus, so Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have broken up. Because today, wow. 
she's unfollowed him on Instagram and then deleted pretty much most of the her content with mm. him on that on from her Instagram. But then he was still following her for a while. And then I think about an hour or so later, I might have the timeline a little bit, but people, because people kept checking, kept checking to see if he was still mm-hmm. following. Then next thing you know, he's not following her and he's deleted some stuff. And then he's posting up a story that he's watching the Super Bowl with his father, his family. And oh. so he's not with her. And then a Michael bunch of people. Against it. Yeah, exactly. Michael was not supportive. No. And this is, this is a funny thing about that post. And a lot of people are like dismayed, not because they broke up, but because, because Michael Jordan has like a very small uh, TV screen. <laughs> They're like, he's watching television on a 12 inch TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, it, to me, it actually would, it would surprise me more if, if Morgan and Kyle broke up than Larsa and uh, mm. Marcus, like Larsa and Marcus breaking up. Absolutely. I believe that like Morgan and Kyle, not so much because also we don't, they've also denied that they were together. So, you know, what's there to right. break up then? I mean, they've never fully answered. They've never fully answered. I mean, I, I'll say I've said before, I did meet Morgan briefly, you know, like Mm -hmm. at a party. She was there with Kyle, completely pleasant, very brief interaction. I said hi and stuff. There was no no PDA for me to like report, but obviously this, they were, they were together. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. Look, she's been taking around to meet the family. They've had those lunches and birthdays and, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's another, there's a show that you've been sleeping on. I know because I'm trying to get you to branch out to watch more Bravo shows, not just your precious Beverly Hills all the time, (laughs) but Southern hospitality, which is like VPR in Charleston is great. And it's like, it's the offshoot of Southern charm, Mm -hmm. just like VPR is the offshoot of Beverly Hills, yada, yada. But like, it's like what, what, what VPR used to be with like the young kids working, you know, at a bar and all of that stuff. And so I just, I'm kind of like, if you're not watching this show, you should be watching it because Mm -hmm. VPR is getting older. I'm still, I'm still into VPR. It's just changed. Everything changes because people get older and everything like that. So if you've been missing that, like young, vitality of like what the what the fuck is happening to these people that own houses and now live in the valley like go watch southern hospitality is you'll, there like you'll a baseline, have it you'll like have people an, a, with southern hospitality is it like not accusing anyone or everyone on vpr early days but is there the whole undercurrent of adderall coke <laughs> drug use oh yeah the, you know uh-huh. mm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, definitely lots of alcohol being consumed, lots of cheating, sleeping with other people, accusations of, of you know, cheating, things like that, you know, coworkers hooking up with each other, all of that stuff. Yeah. And also you have like this one main character, uh, Maddie, who she's actually sober. She's uh, she's a recovering addict. Um 
and she has this horrible boyfriend who does who has cheated on her in the past and then she got back together with him and then he's cheated on her again but now he has completely gaslit her so well into thinking that he did not cheat on her and that all of her friends are out to get her like literally these are like words that she said that like they're trying to destroy her life and like they're out to get her and i was like honey you you're not that important like (laughs) This main character energy that you have, it's only for the show. It's actually not in your real life. Like there's maybe some people are a little mad at you for some stuff, but they actually do care about you. And this boyfriend does not care about you. He only cares about controlling you and everybody else can see it. Everybody else can see it, but she, but her. And it's really, it's frustrating and sad. And then you're just like, "Eh, well, it's a TV show. Uh, Yeah. People realize it eventually. You know, they kind of they kind of missed a naming opportunity there. I guess they were going for making an offshoot of Southern Charms, the Southern Hospitality. But since it is a sister show, really, to um, Vanderpump Rules, I'm looking at the her name, Lava. They could have done Bonaparte Rules, and it would have been BPR. Oh! <gasps> That would have been great. I love Lava too. She's so great. I want to be friends with or, her. Or and oh, they could so call her LBP. Wait, yeah, they can call her <laughs> LBP. <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just like reaching for ways to make it more like so I could process it. <laughs> there you go it is it's lbp lbp (laughs) at the southern hospitality (laughs) (laughs) let's do it let's do it well okay let's let's actually talk about lvp not really lvp but let's talk about vpr pump rules um yeah pump rules this week you did watch it (laughs) i did the full thing I, I know it's an ongoing issue for me that um, I have trouble focusing on shows that aren't Beverly Hills, particularly shows that aren't about like toxic luxury and chaotic wealth. So I, I watch a show with the regular. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I like to in the valley, <laughs> like me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. toxicity for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, it's kind of like, what's it called? Sometimes things get busy and it's like, mm-hmm. um, I guess Sophie's Choice or what, what's that movie? The Good Son. <laughs> like I'm holding both show, both LA based shows off the cliff and I could only save one. So it's, uh, but I, I got oh through gosh. both episodes, Beverly Hills and Pump Rules. So I'm so proud of yay. you. I never thought you could change and you have. Oh my god, they say never try to change a man, but hey, here's proof. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about this? Well, this one was interesting because because we finally really have Tom Sandoval on it because you know he really wasn't in the first one um till the very end so we see kind of how their like living situation works out how his assistant is in the middle of everything um she's no longer his assistant though she she has left him though currently um but you know uh, there's a lot of people who are like you know including lala who was like ariana just like let him let him have the party and i was like i'm with i'm i'm team ariana all the way 
be petty, girl. Just be no. petty. But also, but also, oh, I totally understand that part. I totally understand what she's saying. Of like, I when you're with somebody, you put up with their messes because you love them and you care about them, and because also they put up with your messes. But when they fucked everything up, and when they really shat on you, like you don't want to clean up their messes or have to deal with their messes anymore. Mm. So she's like, no, I don't have to deal with your fucking mess. Also, like if he has the money to put her up in a really nice hotel for the night, then why doesn't he have the money to have his birthday party someplace else? That's a good point. Like, let's get real yeah, here. I mean, I, I was trying to figure out. Well, it's going to, he may not have access to shorts and Sandy's, but he has access to Tom Tom. So it's like, you know, this may have dude. been a production idea. I think to force the con to force you to figure out because people have had a lot of questions about how they cohabitate with this no contact policy and how they kind of manage to live in a house and never see or speak to each other. Because I know I was thinking about when she finally compromised and he came back, you know, she's over having a smoothie with Lala and then she gets a text. He's willing to limit the people and ended at midnight. I felt like that was a compromise negotiated by production for filming sake. Um, Cause why couldn't he have it elsewhere? Well, because he's being a dick, but this thing I listened to, cause his, ex-assistant Anne has a podcast now and I was listening to it before we got on to this and I didn't finish it all but she's she was talking about how like in that scene she did purposely text Ariana real quickly before he could kind of like dictate to her exactly what to say because mm-hmm. apparently that's what would happen and like and then it would come off kind of rude and mean and she didn't want it she wanted to try to like she was like as a kid of divorced parents and like trying to <laughs> negotiate like that whole thing she's like i kind of know like how to deal with this stuff so she's like that's what i was doing so that's why she was like oh it's kind of too quick so it's- the idea to have the party at his place may 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 have been a production concept there, mm-hmm. but also I could also just see him being a dick about that. Yeah, being like, "Well, it's my house. I should be able to have a party here." Well, like, when she came for the you know? compromise, and then his friends like she's had friends over. Yeah, I did notice, and this is because like I really don't root for either of them. Sandoval obviously is a pile of garbage. I don't think Ariana is a saint. I don't think. I've never sat, you know, some people are like, she's, I don't relate to her, but what? so I really, to be honest, I really don't care how it works for either. Cause I don't, I don't feel bad for either of them too much, but I will say there was something Ariana said where I was like, she is a lot more considerate than him. Which is, she said, she's been spending a lot when her boyfriend comes into town and they stay at a hotel. And I'm like, so that's where I was. And that wasn't some like argument. That was just, it slipped into the conversation casually. And then I started tracking back to him saying, oh, I'll throw you in a hotel. Well, no, she does that on her own. So I get it. She does have a say. I just don't know how. Well, you know how he's been saying how he he because later on he's talking with Tom and he's talking about how he had to pay all the bills because Ariana hadn't been paying the bills in eight months and he's moving money around. That's why he had to go on tour and he had to go and do this and da, 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 like making excuses for stuff. Watching the 
VPR after show. Basically, I highly recommend everybody watch Beverly Hills after show and Pump Rules after show because you get just more information behind the scenes. But um, so Ariana talks a little bit more about about their financial setup, about how they basically had a joint account and they would always put money into that joint account and then all their bills would get paid out of that joint account. And then things changed when they got this like new home equity loan in order to help pay for uh, Schwartz and Sandy's, which she is on. And apparently, I, I don't, because it was a few days since I watched it, basically that money started coming out of his account and so she would just write him a check for for the mm-hmm. for that for the loans for the mortgage and for that and then she found out though after they broke up that he was charging her a higher amount that she actually oh. owed him so then that's why she was like mm-hmm. i want receipts I want to know exactly, like, give me, give me copies of bills. Give me, you know, an itemized bill, an itemized receipt. And she's basically asked him for months and months. But she's like, I'm not going to pay you until you yeah. give me a breakdown. And so he's not, he's, he's willing to go around throwing her under the bus saying she's not paying bills, yada, 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 which is true, but she's only not paying them because you're not telling her what she owes you. And she's like, I'm not. She's like, I'm not going to trust him. When just give him money willy nilly because he says so. He's, so. Not provide, he's not willing to provide invoices or receipts or because it's really easy. I, I right. whip up invoices in like mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah. For free. <laughs> and everything's online. Like he could just easily like do, or he could have his assistant make an Excel spreadsheet yeah. and like do all this stuff like for him, but he doesn't do it. So it's like, okay, if you've already cheated on me for months, having sex with somebody else and lying about it, I'm really not going to trust you with stuff. But then I also find out that you've been cheating. You've been cheating me out of money saying I owe you more money than I actually owed you. Well, you've lied to me twice there. I'm not going to you're not going to deal with this another time. So, I'm I'm with her on that. Do you think that he did that deliberately instead of refusing to invoice her? He delib- he basically I'm saying he deliberately refused to invoice her so that she wouldn't pay him so that they could enter filming with him having the ammo that she owes him money. 100%. 100% to make him look like a victim. He needs to look like a victim. I mean, look, when I kicked my ex out of our house, he took every opportunity to try to make himself look like a victim. He owed me a bunch of money. And of course, his first thing is, is like, well, I don't have that money. And I was like, then you write me four checks at the, and backdate them, postdate them to these amounts. I will only, you know, cash them at these intervals. But like, this is it. And then mm-hmm. also it was like, he needed to get his stuff out of my place. And then it was like, well, I don't have a car and I don't have this and I don't have that. That's not my fault. And some of my friends were like, why don't you just pack up his shit and like have it? I go, I did everything for him. I like made his life mm-hmm. so much easier. I moved us out of his old place into this house. I've done all of this stuff. He messed this thing up. I'm not packing up his shit. I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to throw his shit on the lawn and light it on fire waiting to exhale style. That's too much energy for me. No, like, yeah. uh -uh. So I, I get where she's coming from. And I think there's a lot of women who like me probably get where she's coming from. It's like, you're, you, they, when you've dated somebody who's has, I'm just going to say narcissistic tendencies, 
you're exhausted. So once you finally figure out that all these problems that they've been saying were you during the relationship, you finally realize they're not you and it's all been a lie. And they've all been like, they've been lying to you this entire time. You're like, well, it's not my fault. And I don't, okay, I'm done then. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. So I absolutely understand. I'm done. I'm not going to let you run, run roughshod over me anymore. I'm not giving into this like covert you know, or you know, vulnerable narcissism type of bullshit that you've got going on. Not doing it anymore. So I 100% understand where she's I, coming from. So yeah. I, I enjoyed his narcissism on display. It's a really good tell sign with him. And he's done it for years. And he's done it with his past relationships. And he did it at the reunion. And he did it at the sit down with James. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish I could... I wish we had like a projector so I could show. It's the way he speaks. It's his hand. When James, when James confronted him, they had that sit down. So, so Sandoval could apologize. And of course, Sandoval turns it back to, well, 10 years ago, you did this. I don't know. I'm going to have to screenshot it and put it up. We have a tweet kind of like that up today on PCP where it's this face he makes. Um, yeah. And the way he speaks, I can't do it, but it's like, oh, well, uh, 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 and he looks like a deer caught mm-hmm. in headlights. And it's not because he's caught off guard. It's because he's trying to look like an innocent child. Yes. And he does this. It's this poor me type of thing. Like, oh my gosh, you wounded me so badly here. You wounded me 10 years ago. Even though it's been 10 years, we've already talked about this out privately off camera. I've forgiven you. You've forgiven me. We've all been like through this shit already. And then you're going to bring it up. Now I'm going to like throw it back in your face. Like, absolutely not. And that's like, yeah, it's, it's every little thing. Like, I mean, the way that he was like manipulating Tom Schwartz in their little sit down. I mean, Tom Schwartz was kind of holding his own for a bit. I was a little bit proud of him. But then, you know, I've seen stuff since then. I'm like, no, dude, you're still you're still whipped by this guy. But um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it just all this like trying to justify everything. He he blinks a lot. He does. Sandoval, one of his tells is he blinks a lot and blinks slowly. I wish we need to just like get that scene so I could do. I just, when he lapsed into that, I was like, oh my God, he's been doing this for years. Now it's been so long. I can identify just, I didn't even have to hear him speak. I knew by the physical mm-hmm. signs he's about to lie and make it himself mm-hmm. the victim. Yep. So I did like, though, I didn't really like, couldn't believe his confessional look. That green St. John Ness oh, ladies yeah. jacket. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, no. It's kind of like Master's jacket, like from the golf thing, but it looks kind of like, an, I don't know if you know, like mm-hmm. St. John Ness. It's kind of like Chanel. It says proper ladies. Mm-hmm. luncheon realtor style and i don't know if he thinks it's cool if he got it from a thrift store but it's like a nine he probably it paid a horrible. pretty penny for looks that ridiculous and he's very much it's very it's much like, look at me look at me look at me he's got a grandiosity about him he, he always has had that mm-hmm. grandiosity since he was shaving his forehead and putting yeah. on makeup the first season i'm i'm cool you know i'm all about like men keeping it keeping it clean and keeping it good and where's the makeup i don't give a shit but the way he did it it, like i was just like whoa man that's a that's a lot (laughs) 
You know what was interesting too about this episode is the first time it really hit me because last season, obviously, the focus was on Scandaval. So certain people got pushed to the side. But it was this episode where it hit me how little we, it's not Vanderpump's show anymore. It really, she popped up. And I almost I had forgotten that she was still on it, and it just seemed out of place. Like her, the show is. I mean, there's been so much drama, and it's been on so long. I don't know when Vanderpump popped in to you know say goodbye to Pump or whatever. It was kind of like, oh yeah, she's on this (laughs) show still, and oh my god, this is her show, but. But it's not her show. It's just her name on that show. That's it. So yeah. Yeah, it was just, but it, it really showed me like with Housewives, I feel Beverly Hills has moved on. And this show, it's just evolved so much. I really, it just caught me off guard. She used to be the centerpiece mm-hmm. of Bravo. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, LVP, yep. hey. Yep. <laughs> it felt kind of forced with everything else going on. Like they contractually owed her three minutes per episode. Right. <laughs> they contractually owed to like show the demise of her <laughs> least popular uh, uh, you know, establishment. <laughs> yeah. Like who cares mm-hmm. about pump? All right, whatever. <laughs> well, you know what would help us avoid our demise? <laughs> If you guys could rate, subscribe, review, and follow. That's right. Head on over to Pretty Corrupt Podcasts on Instagram and TikTok. And on Twitter, that's Pretty Corrupt One. Of course, on all those accounts, you'll find links to our own personal ones, Stacy's, Nate's, and mine, um, where you can follow our um, lives of... Um, chaos and delusion and of course share pcp with family friends enemies landlords exes your assistant your ex's assistant whoever you want to whoever you want to abuse or Mm. give this to so on that note adios Like we do it, like we do it.